Alright guys, so I did not do a podcast last week, and that is because I started school. And so I got to thinking, because the first week was already very liberal and indoctrinated, I have never seen (laughs) my school so openly spew liberal crap. But um, I got to thinking that with all this liberal crap being spewed on the students in public systems, I thought that the parents should know how badly our school system is run by liberals. So I'm going to try and start a little separate mini-series on this little show thing, and I'm going to talk about the liberal crop. So the first week, we already started reading this book in my English class, and it's called We Should All Be Feminist. Yeah. And so... We, we just started the book, and we just had to read, like, three pages, but oh my god. This is, like, a steaming pile of crap. Truly. It truly is. So, it's written by this Nigerian lady, and forgive me if I don't say her name right, because it's foreign to me. Chimamanda. C-H-I-M-A-M-A-N-D-A. So... She starts talking, like, all this crap. And I'm going to give you some examples. And by the way, she doesn't use, like, chapter one, chapter two. She uses, like, these weird symbols that I assume are the end of a chapter. So, I, after a while, I won't remember what chapter we're on. But let me just read what she says to you in the first paragraph. She says that her friend, uh, Okloma, O-K-O-L-O-M-A. He, he died in a plane crash in 2005, right? But he was the first person to ever call her a feminist. And she was 14 when that happened, and she didn't know what feminism meant, right? So she said she looked it up, and she did not take it as a compliment. She said, it was not a compliment. I could tell from his tone, the same tone, with which a person would say, you're a supporter of terrorism. So I guess uh, being called a feminist in a mocking tone is now almost like being called a terrorist. Yeah, that's the third paragraph of the beginning of this book. It's, (laughs) It's crap, all right? So I was thinking, you know, maybe this might be a little bit different, because she's in Nigeria, and she's talking about feminism in Nigeria. I don't think I'm right. It's definitely not feminism in Nigeria, although she does talk about it a little bit. So in the second chapter, she says that in 2003, she wrote a book called Purple Hibiscus. She claims, quote, about a man who, among other things, beat his wife and whose story does not end well. So, she then later says that people were calling her a feminist for this book, which I thought didn't make sense. You know, it doesn't add up. Why would somebody call you a feminist for talking about a man beating his wife? So I looked up a summary of the book, and that's not what the reviews say. The reviews say that it is set in Nigeria, a country beset by political instability and economic difficulties. Yeah, so it's not entirely about a man who beats his wife, all right? 
And then it says the central character is Cambili. She's 15 and she's covered for most part of the book. She's a member of a wealthy family dominated by her Catholic father, Eugene. So, like, obviously, I didn't read the book, so I don't know the whole thing. But just by the summaries of the book, I can already tell you that she's lying and she's manipulating her readers to, so that they sympathize with her. These people didn't call her a feminist because they disagree with the idea that men uh, are beating their wives. They're not disagreeing with the idea that men do beat their wives, you know? That's not what it is. They're disagreeing with you because you're talking about your political instabilities and economic difficulties within your country. So, right off the bat, she's lying. And then, later on, she talks about how a woman, yeah, so I guess this woman's not her friend, it's just a random woman, I guess. And she says that it's un-African to be a feminist, and that feminism was not of their culture, which I agree with her. In Nigeria, it's the, the culture is very different from America, and it's not just Nigeria, it's Hispanic cultures and other, a lot of other cultures, and, and in then, sorry, and in those cultures, it's the women should stay home and clean, she should cook, she should take care of the children. The men go out and work, and they do all the physical labor. So, in a sense, yeah, it's not <laughs> it's not part of their culture to have women go out and work and do all this physical stuff when they should be at home taking care of the children and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It seems like she got a little bit offended that somebody called her un-African. So, then she says that a friend of her friend of her, she doesn't give a name, called her a man-hater, basically. She said that feminism meant you hated men, which by today's standards in America, yeah, it's, that's basically what it is. You, the, you see all these feminists going out and marching and saying they want equal rights and that they want equal pay and they want to be equal to men, but then they'll go out and call men misogynistic pigs and that they're toxic for existing. They're toxic with their manspreading. So there's a lot of contradictions within the feminist community, but I find it funny that <laughs> she disagrees with the idea that being a feminist meant you hate men, which I mean, obviously not all women that are feminist hate men, but a lot of them do, either because they're struggling because they can't find a man who wants them, or just because they hate men in general. And then, like, the last, the last paragraph of that chapter, she says, being a feminist is so heavy with baggage, negative baggage. You hate men, you hate bras, you hate African culture, you think women should always be in charge, you don't wear makeup, you don't shape, you, you're always angry, you don't have a sense of humor, you don't use deodorant. I thought that last part was funny because I've seen a lot of feminists in my life and <laughs> more than half of those descriptions describe them. I mean, not all of the, obviously not all of them, but most of them. So let's talk about this. She says, being a feminist has negative baggage. Why is that? 
maybe it's because you people call men pigs. You don't, you want to go against the normal standards for women, I guess, which I don't, I've never seen any standards for women. I've never had any sexist thoughts or prejudice against me. So I don't, I don't know, man. But yeah, being a feminist has negative baggage because most feminists tend to be negative people. They hate men. They want to, you know, call men out for existing. If you exist and you're a man, especially if you're a white man. Oh, my gosh. Like, I am so sorry for the white men out there today that have to deal with all this prejudice against them for being white especially the white Christians right now, you guys are like being persecuted. Holy, holy moly. So yeah. What is this chapter? Chapter three. She goes on to talk about a story from her childhood. So let me, let me tell you basically what it is. So she says that when she was in elementary school, they had this thing called class monitor. And if you got the highest test score in the class, you could be class monitor. And they basically went around reporting people for making noise. And they got to hold a cane. And I guess she really wanted that position because she was like nine years old. And keep that age in mind, nine years old. And so she got this uh, test score and she was the highest in the class. But the teacher says that the, the monitor had to be a boy and quote she says I have never forgotten that incident how old are you you're like in the cover she looks like she's late 20s mid 30s so she's nine years old and she hasn't forgotten the fact that she never got to be class monitor wow I am so sorry that must be so tragic for you let me let me Let me write a whole book about why you hate men because you didn't get to be class monitor. The thing I noticed about these feminists lately is they're very power hungry. You know, like this lady is so upset that she didn't go around and reporting people for making noise. And because she didn't get to hold a cane, you know, it's like, what? Why is it? Why does it matter? Like, I understand that you're upset that you didn't get to be class monitor because only a class monitor could be a boy. But it's kind of your culture, you know? Your culture is that men are in charge. You know, it's... If you didn't like it, I'm sorry, but you could have just moved... (laughs) Not at nine years old. But later on, you could have just moved to the U.S. where you would have had equal opportunity, equal pay, equal rights could have moved to the U.S. later on instead of complaining about how unfair your culture is. Okay, and then the last sentence of that paragraph, she says, if we keep seeing only men as heads of corporations, it seems to start, it's, sorry, it starts to seem natural that only men should be heads of corporations. So I don't know if she's talking about like corporations in Nigeria, in the world, in America. But she better not be talking about the U.S. Because we have a lot of women in very powerful positions. Congress, we have them at heads of corporations. We have them in a lot of 
powerful positions, all right? So don't don't come in here with that crap saying only men have power. No, not in the U.S., okay? I don't know about Nigeria. Uh, there might be some women in, like, those powerful corporations. They might There might be some heads of corporations over there. I don't know. But in the U.S., there are many, many women who have power. And I love how she just makes everything about gender. You know, everything has to be about gender. But I'll, I'll explain that a little bit more in, like, what is it? The chapter after this one. So in chapter, f- oh, chapter five, four. See, this is, this is the problem. She didn't put chapter names. She just put little weird symbols. So in the next chapter, she says that she has, quote, a progressive man. And then his, his name is Lewis. She, he's a dear friend of hers. And he says that he has never seen, basically, he has never seen any hardship for women, you know, in Nigeria. And she was upset. She said, I didn't understand how Lewis could not see what seemed so evident. Yeah, okay. So then she talks about how Lewis changed his mind when this random guy, I guess he was helping them find a parking spot for the evening. She paid him for their gratitude, basically thanking him for helping them find a parking spot. And he turns to her friend Lewis and thanks him instead of her for the money. So he assumed that Lewis asked the author to pay this man. Wow. Wow. That must be so heartbreaking for you. How could he not thank you? I'm sure he was grateful to you too for handing him the money, okay? So I don't know why you get all this like prissy attitude because Lewis is a man that he has this privilege. It's... I'm sorry I'm not, I might not be explaining this well. I'm just going off what I read. I did not prepare like a script or anything. I just figured that I should basically summarize what's happening just within my ELA class for you guys, okay? So I just wanted you guys to know how bad the school system is. I didn't prepare like little notes and stuff. I'm just telling you what's been happening. So, and then... Yeah, this is the last chapter I read. She basically says that um, men are only good for physical traits, you know. They're only good for the labor. And that women are basically more intelligent, more knowledgeable, more creative, and more innovative. You know, and she, she tries to cover it up and says, A man is as likely as a woman to be intelligent, innovative, and creative. But let's let's face it here, with everything I've read so far, she doesn't believe that. She just says it to cover it up. And then her last sentence of that chapter says, but our ideas of gender have not evolved very much. Excuse me, what? I know you're not talking about America, okay? Because we changed our perception of gender very heavily. <laughs> We're still trying to alter it to the point where it's like, why are we trying to alter this? Trying to tell me that there's infinite amount of genders? No. So 
basically, throughout this whole book, she's telling kids that women are not equal to men yet, that men are misogynistic pigs, and that the reason there are less women the higher up you go is because of sexism. This is, let me read to you a quote that she uses. All right, so she says, um, simply and well said, she said, the higher, the higher you go, the fewer women there are. So she thinks because there's less women in position of power, it's because of sexism. Let me tell you, get out of, get out of your ass. Not everything's about gender. There are so many other, you know, reasons that could attribute to this. Women have families. They have kids they got to take care of. Not all of them are power hungry, you know? Some of them just want to have a job and get by with their life. They don't want to rule over people. Okay, so I'm sorry that they don't have the same mindset as you, but not all women want to be in high positions of power, you know? And men... When they're in higher positions of power, they usually don't focus on family. They wait till they can, you know, settle in their position and then they'll start a family or, you know, they won't. Basically, what I'm trying to say is women have more excuses as to why they're not in positions of power, you know. And that's just that's just three pages of what I've read. Three pages. So she's upset that she was called a feminist in a tone that supposedly said, you're a supporter of terrorism. She's upset because she didn't get to hold a cane and get other people in trouble for making noise. She's upset because being a feminist is un-African, which it is. Um, sorry, man. Like, Obviously, there's some unfair crap going on in the world, and obviously there's sexist people in the world. And obviously some cultures to us would seem sexist, but you can't change that. You can't change everyone's minds. You know, men might think that women are good for nothing and should stay home and clean and cook. That's how they view things. Some women may think the same thing. There are cultures out there based on that where women stay home and they cook and they clean. They take care of the children while the men go out and work. Sorry. Life is unfair. You know, at least, if you're going to complain about all this crap, I hope later on in the book, you like... Wait, hold on. What? How many pages is this book? Okay, my Google Doc is showing 15 pages, so there must be something wrong. But, you know, I don't want to read this whole book and just have her bash men and crap. Apparently, my mom was reading some reviews on this book as well, and she said it's, by the reviews, they said it's basically heavily abortion rights and liberal doctrine. I can already tell. <laughs> Three pages in, and I can already tell it's all about this feminist crap. God, like, what happened to classic literature? I, the only classic book that I've read so far throughout being in high school is Lord of the Flies. Last year I didn't read any classical literature. It's 
read Romeo and Juliet and Lord of the Flies. That's, <laughs> that's it, you know, and it's not like, because I have school and I have a lot of other activities I'm involved in. I don't have time to go home and like read classic literature. I barely have time to do these podcasts now. So I would rather we read classic literature like we're supposed to in in class. I don't Yeah, and somehow being involved in TED Talks make you qualified to tell me that I should abort my children and it's okay. Fuck fuck you. Sorry to like I'm trying to better my language, but honestly, like fuck this. Fuck the school. Fuck the system. Fuck this author. Like I can't I can't tell you how much of a headache I got just from reading the first chapter. Wow, he called you a feminist in a mocking tone. You must be so oppressed. You must have so many ang- anger issues against these men. Like, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. You know, I could, like, I'm sorry that you didn't get to be class monitor because you're a girl. And I'm sorry that people think you're a feminist even though you are a feminist. But I really couldn't give any less of a shit. I could not. So to any of you parents out there in the who have kids in the public schooling system, I would suggest you pull them out. Like, I've been considering asking my parents to pull me out. I'm just so, so done with it. You know, and at least, this is my opinion, but I feel like kids that are homeschooled end up being smarter than the kids who are public schooled. You know, it's... Uh, it's just the way today is, you know, I'm, oh, and by the way, she talks about how women get paid more, uh, get paid less than men because they're men. She brings up that, uh, what is it, Lily Ledbetter law that Obama put in in 20, uh, 2009. I was trying to look up the definition of that crap because... I didn't understand what that was, and I definitely was not going to take her word for what it was, but I got, like, multiple definitions. I got one where it was, like, um, men get paid more even though women have the same qualifications. I got another one where women and men are supposed to be paid the same even though they have the same qualifications, so I have no idea what this law is. I just know that if she's trying to say that a man and a woman with the same qualifications, the man will always get paid more. That's unconstitutional. That goes against the Equal Pay Act. What is it? The Equal Pay Act, right? I wrote it down in my notes. Oh my god, I wrote so many notes. Okay, so I said it was established in 2009. Yeah, the Equal Pay Act of 1963. And it was signed into law by John F. Kennedy in 1963. And it basically says you can't discriminate um, on payments based on gender. So I definitely wasn't going to take this lady's word for it. Because the <laughs> three, she already tried to lie to us in the second chapter saying that her book is about a man who beats up his wife. Like, 
no, that's not what the reviews say. Sorry. Oh, boy. And I don't even know if I should... Okay, so I was thinking about either just doing, like, one little podcast for each subject or just doing the whole week within one podcast. I don't know. This 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 podcast is already, like, 24 minutes, and it's just talking about this stupid book that's three pages long that I've read so far. So I don't know, but I'll tell you what. The first week, already freaking crazy. It's really, really crazy. I have had teachers openly bash on Trump. I have had teachers basically say, well, no, actually, she openly admitted that she believes the U.S. is a racist country and that it's not the best country in the world. Um, She made us read this article called Living with Diversity in the 18th Century. And it's uh, basically bashing on white Christians. And the article even says, quote, Christians, Christian white savages. So, yeah, that's what I had to read. The first assignment, that's what I had to read. I'm so done with this crap. You know, and especially since it's election year, that's probably why they're so openly spouting this nonsense. But, like, wow. Just wow. You know, and then you got kids, like, no, the school isn't biased. The school isn't teaching us liberal crap. The the media isn't liberal uh, left-leaning I was like how how can you be so ignorant how can you be so ignorant the only somewhat right-leaning right-leaning media that we have right now on tv is fox news and even that fox news is trash the only person I really really enjoy on fox news is Tucker (laughs) like he is he is the man I'll tell you that he has been like on fire it's just, guys, help. I am literally drowning in this liberal crap, and I have the rest of the year with this. I was told we might not even go back to school until January. Really? Really? Oh my god. Like, I can't. I really can't. And... I'm going to have to end this in, like, four minutes because for some reason when I record on the computer, it cuts off at 30 minutes. So I'll just give you my final thoughts. The public school system is left-leaning and crap. We have teachers spouting their biased nonsense onto the students, and the students believe them. And, you know, we're not being taught classic literature we're not being taught actual history. Actually, my history class is, is kind of funny because there's another, I'm pretty sure he's Republican or at least he's not liberal. But our teacher was basically saying, if you went to a foreign country, uh, where would you say you're from? Would you say you're from your state or would you say you're from the United, the United States? And so my friend, he said that he would say he's from the best country in the world. (laughs) And I I put no cap because I agree with him. And no cap is basically like saying, I agree with you. Um, No exaggeration, basically. And oh my God, there was so many kids 
that said, no, it's not. There's so much cap on that. America is the worst country in the world. And I was like, wow, wow. How can you be so self-loathing of your own country? You know, I just found it hilarious because I noticed this is the scary part, guys. Like two minutes before we even said anything about America being the greatest country in the world. Our teacher that day told us America is not the best country in the world. And that basically she's saying it's racist and there's not equal opportunity. So a couple minutes after that, that's when my friend said America is the best country in the world. And I agreed. And then all of a sudden, all these students are just like, no, it's not. Like, wow, I didn't know brainwashing was so effective and so quick. It's really, truly scary, guys. Like, you need to pull your kids out of the public schooling system. Just start, just start homeschooling.